Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. It is Friday, and this is the 25th episode of American Made and Paid. I'm here with Professor Dreg. It's May 10th, 2019. And you know what? Just like we did yesterday, I, I kind of liked how the feel was. The pacing was better. You know, we're not talking over each other as much. And I still, I still think we're slowly starting to find our stride. I just want to remark on a couple of things here as we jump into this. The first one being we've got over 3,000 downloads so far with 25 episodes of American Made and Paid. So if you're one of those people who is listening on a regular basis, I just want to extend a thank you to you. Thank you so much for, you know, just the support. I know that people will sometimes listen, write me and say, hey, you know what? Sometimes the language is a little crass. It's not what I'm used to. You guys argue with each other. (laughs) But, you know, like, let's just be honest here. Like, this is going to be a different thing. It's not as formal. And it's certainly not going to be... uh, it's it's going to be more conversational, like the types of, of talks that we have, you know, when the cameras aren't going or when the mics aren't on. But a couple of months ago, right, you know, the fetal heart heartbeat bills that were introduced and passed throughout our country here uh, were, you know, things, things of particular hot topics. And you got celebrities like Alyssa Milano, who I guess now she's what, a politician? Now she's a lawmaker? Stupid. But I want to get into that. I want to talk about, you know, choices, pro-choice, pro-life, that type of stuff. We've covered abortion briefly on the show, but, you know, it makes Professor Dreg giddy for good reason. Yeah, no, no, because when you said Alyssa Milano, I'm thinking, oi, I could tell you stories. Oh, wait, but, wait. Well, why do you Not, not, not personal stories, not personal stories. Oh, okay. Uh, but let me just put it to you like this. There was a time when Ice-T was doing something called Ice-T's Extreme Babes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and Aly- Alyssa Milano was doing, like, she might as well have been doing soft porn with Ice-T at that time. Really? So no. it's amazing to see how she developed from, you know, or she evolved from this wannabe porn actress trying to regain her fame after, you know, Who's the Boss, I think was the name of her show. Yeah, then, she's uh, kind of out of it, you know, and, and that actually weighs into what I wanted to talk about today because she is weighing on what is happening in Georgia right now because this actually is happening this week, so we can talk about this. Uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp who beat Stacey Abrams in the race. Because of the black conservatives. Seriously, it was the black... Nobody saw that coming except for... Yeah, yeah. No, no. (laughs) And so what's happening right now in Georgia is boycotts towards the heartbeat bills, right? Because now abortions after five weeks or six weeks are termed illegal. So this kind of ties into actually... um, I did not know that. 
Yeah, yeah. So this ties into what we've been talking about, like, you know, the the federal government mandating laws and then state laws. So we can talk about that a bit more because in New York, I think Andrew Cuomo or something, you know, they're they're okay with infanticide going on. But in Georgia, what's happening right now is uh, limitations on women's reproductive rights, which I hate that term because it's not a limitation on your reproductive right. It's just you know, abortions that are obviously after six weeks when there's a heartbeat and we're recognizing it as the, the, the Georgia law recognizing it as natural persons um, is, is something that they're, that they're uh, deeming illegal, right? So this actually ties into constitutional rights because now if we can identify that as being a real life, so then, wait a minute. Wait. So what's the line, Georgia? Now, after six weeks, you can't get an abortion. Yeah, yeah. After six weeks, the bill uh, is deeming it illegal. So it's prohibiting so it law, or is it just a bill? I don't know yet. But it, he okay. So governor, this earlier this week, Brian Kemp signed a fetal heartbeat bill, which seeks to outlaw abortion after about six weeks. So if he's the governor, if he signed it, then it should be law. Yeah. I mean, well, honestly, I don't follow abortion laws for a reason. Cause I know, I know you're not, but let's talk about, know, let's talk about the reason why I don't yeah. is because in, in reality, uh, you know, if you're, I, I don't know any, and I mean, I don't know anyone from the streets mm-hmm. that honestly believes that abortion's good. So okay. everybody I know or met, I mean, that's why everybody's having babies. You know, and I mean, it seems like everybody's having babies in the ghetto, but, but, uh, but at the same time, I know that a lot of people have abortions in the ghetto, but I, but, you know, but they never admit it because, you know, everybody knows you're killing a kid. I mean, it's just, but anyway, but then the other reason why I don't follow it too is because it's, it's like, I don't follow things that I just know the absolute answer to. If I already know the answer, I can care less what anybody says. Because I know it's either right or wrong. So it doesn't matter to me. But in this, since we're talking about it, we can get into why, mm-hmm. you know, just, just a lot about abortions and, and things like that. So, yeah, I'm down. I'm, let's go. I'm ready. Okay. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm ready. Let, let, I mean, here, the, the thing is, these, these illegal abortions, right, that will happen as a matter of law is now because they're recognized as natural persons, you know, with rights, natural people as lights, right? So we can talk about that is thereby committing murder. And there's a penalty in Georgia now that if you murder another human being, including a fetus, it is imprisonment, you know, life imprisonment, capital punishment. So they're really cracking down. I think that this is a going to, going to be a way to at least um, encourage people to practice more responsibility and accountability and you know i think there's a whole lot of like health uh, legislation and consequences even for doctors who comply with things like that so the idea here is just um you know the the verge of roe v wade being dismantled and you know what's happening right now is a lot of conservative states are on their way to outlawing abortion or hopefully that is the case because this is something that i also want to reintroduce i was actually talking to some people who were thinking about just like the great you know how we talk about christianity and rights and all of that on this show you know uh something that nathan kane was saying nathan kane was this whistleblower for hillary clinton so i was talking to him and he said that one of the great hillary clinton yeah yeah whistleblower fbi guy um cybersecurity guy. But before I get into that, um, that 
the the next great awakening that hopefully will happen in America is when uh, abortion gets outlawed. You know, just like slavery got well, outlawed. Look, but here, let me let me uh, because you said a few things that needs to be addressed. Okay, so one, it's it's all about packaging when you talk about abortion, and uh, and and here's the thing. When they say reproductive rights, it has nothing to do with reproducing. You're already reproduced. What are you talking about? You know, like when you contraceptive rights is what it is. Not yeah, but even all of that is fake. It's not contraceptive. (laughs) Contraceptives are something to prevent pregnancy. That's that's what what a contraceptive is. So anyway, so but the thing is, because I want you to, well, I want not you, but you know, I want the listeners to focus in on what I'm saying about words and words really matter and how the packaging matters. That's right. I'm glad you're going there because I'm I know where you're going. Keep on going though. Okay, Okay. so here's the moral, like here's the end game is this. Abortion is just another way to make fatherless homes. That's that's what abortions, that's the end game of abortions. I mean uh, initially the initial initially abortion was all about eugenics to destroy black people. But then since they're doing it themselves now they have to broaden the scope. How do you destroy the Australian people? How do you destroy the people out in Germany? How do you destroy the people out And when I say people, the people that are out of control, the people who cannot be controlled, how do you stop those people? Well, through abortions, by making fatherless homes. Well, how do abortions create fatherless homes? Well, the first thing is this. It's a woman's right to choose, not the man's right. The man has no say in abortion. Mm, That's right. What's that place called Planned Parenthood? Oh, yeah, Planned Parenthood is family planning. Well, then how come men don't have any say? See, because this is how it works in the streets. If a chick went to a guy yep. and goes, hey, look, I'm, I, this is the first thing that happens. It's the first thing in her mind isn't, I'm going to get an abortion. When, when, you know, I don't want to say a hood rap, but this is how it works. The first thing she does is she goes to the, her multiple partners and say, hey, you're the dad. What are you going to do? <laughs> the guy goes, I ain't the daddy. You know, and then she has to go through all this BS you know, going to Maury Povich or whatever, you know, talk Jerry show. Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Springer to figure out who's the dad. Right. So, but the thing is, so, you know, granted this is ghetto, but it's just a reality. But she doesn't automatically think abortion. She's trying to figure out who the dad is. And then once she figures out who the dad is, and if she's lucky, she knows who the dad is. You know, most guys are going to be like, you know what? Yeah, let's, I could do it. Let's raise the baby, whatever. Like, they try. You know, that's why they call it baby mama, blah, 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 blah. It's like a real term of endearment. Oh, that's my baby mama, and I don't get it, but... Just a segue, the counselor referred to you as baby daddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't like those terms, but <laughs> I really don't. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, but whatever. Yeah, the first interaction ever, the counselor was just like, me and my baby daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. But that's the point. It's like, it's those terms are meant to take the dad out of the picture. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? It's not husband, wife. It's not, you know, the woman has, I'm telling you, those terms, it's just meant to make 
men inferior to the women but anyway but 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 that's why but this is just the streets on the streets the dudes that don't step up you know they their lives are doomed forever but that's neither here nor there so these women find out who the dad is and if the guy has doesn't want anything to do with the kid yeah then she's gonna go ahead and talk to somebody at Planned Parenthood Ah. and they talk her into the abortion. Why? Because they're, they, they put it in her head. Hey, guess what? It's going to be real hard on you to do this and to do that because having a child is no joke and you don't have an education. You have to go to school. You're going to have to be this and that, the, you know, this guy's a deadbeat, blah, 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 blah. So either they're going to coerce her into the abortion and if she is strong enough, she'll just have the baby. And while she's having the baby, all of these, I don't want to say hands, but I don't want to say counselors either because they're neither. But all of these feminists. Murderers. Yeah, well, I mean, but they're not the ones doing the killing. That's yeah. the funny point. You know, these people, see, because this is the thing, you can't call them murderers because it's really like, it takes a special person to kill somebody. Yeah, I mean, not an, an abortionist, a doctor, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's, but these people, see, this is why I'm against fighting because people have never been in a fight in their lives and they don't know what it's like. And, um, mm-hmm. but the thing, and that's why I'm against the UFC and, and that guy, I called him a cult because it's true. Joe Rogan? That, well, not, no, the other dude, uh, I don't know who he is, but okay, go ahead. he's the guy, he, his, his school is called 10th Planet. Oh, oh, Eddie it's, Bravo. Yeah, see, they advocate for a lot. It's not self-defense. These guys are teaching people how to, in theory, be killers. You know, without, not that I know Eddie, but I know a lot of the fighters that these dudes look up to. Hmm. I know them personally. I know a lot of people personally from just growing up. And, like, you know, there's a guy, you know, famous, you know, because the Bay, for whatever reasons, just all the fighters came from the bay like all these underground street fighters the ufc strike force whatever all of these people like the leaders of like the mma actually comes from the bay the money didn't come from the bay uh but the people the fighters themselves all came from the bay which is kind of weird because like right now like you have stockton california like you know a lot of good fighters from there but it's funny because you know the uh stockton was actually named after the commander who took over los angeles (laughs) way back in the day it's a weird thing and it's like you know he was a good fighter then way back in the 1800s when they took uh california and stockton is like the home of of a lot of good fighters but anyways that's a tangent but anyway so these people who work at planned parenthood Mm -hmm. or any other abortion clinic they literally it's the the worst kind of people they 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 brainwash these women into believing that men are bad all men are evil that they have to attack 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 these men so therefore they are raising this kid alone because that's what they do if 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 you don't like to kill your baby you got to raise it by yourself without the man that's what they're sold not just that you got to do it in such a way that a man will never enter your life because these women that's what happens. They get other that. women. Yeah. yeah well, see, but check, women this is what that, happens. Yeah. These women teach other women how to raise a kid without 
the father being there. So it's the whole, it takes a village. So these women are telling these women, hey, you know what? It ain't all that bad. You can get on welfare. You'll get child support. And if you don't get child support, guess what? We will put these men through the ringer collecting child support. Well, they will go to jail if they don't pay. And guess what? While you're receiving all this free money from all of these different angles, why don't you go ahead and party? You can still date. You can still go to school. You can do all mm, these things yeah. and let us raise your child. Because why? There is no man at home and you need to be a, a modern woman. So guess what? You can't raise your kid. So we'll do it for you. We'll get you free daycare. And all you have to do for free money, free daycare, and all the fun you want, guess what? All you got to do is report to a social worker once a month. That's it. Just an hour a month. Yeah. Your, your street perspective is right there. The obvious answer as to why all this is happening and why the feminist agenda is centered so heavily around so-called reproductive rights. And I want to actually get back into that in more detail. Uh, you know, you, you, while you were telling that story, right, of like, this is how it is in the hood is because it, it, it all ties in. It all makes sense, right? They are counseled to say, hey, if you undergo with this, right, you don't have to bear the burden of raising the kid alone without a father. But if you go through with this, right, you have to understand that it's like, well, these are the things that you'll have to do in order to raise this kid because clearly this was an unplanned pregnancy. Now, the reason why that's an important term to know, and this was actually shown in that abortion movie where the you know, the counselors actually are coaching women in this way is, hey, this is an unplanned. Really? Pregnancy. No, you know, but listen, listen to what I have to say. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> unplanned pregnancy, right? Because they, 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 you know, it's an, it's an emotional decision for all of these soon to be potential mothers, right? So what they say is like, this is an unplanned pregnancy. It's obviously going to be a big burden on you to raise this child alone without a father. But on the other hand, if you have this kid, this goes hand in hand with what you just said. If you have this kid, you, you know, will have to go on welfare. You'll have to do all of these things. And that's what perpetuates more of that progressive agenda where single motherhood is being celebrated, right? And if you don't, if you don't go the route of single motherhood, then you're pro-abortion. You're for, you know, just killing your babies. But I want to go back to what you were talking about earlier, which is the packaging. That right there actually gave me an epiphany because think about this for a second reproductive rights, right? Just in the wording, because think about how laws are administered, right? The only two absolutes in law are persons and property. Everything else has to be defined because it's all, it, it, it's all, you know what I mean? Like what, what is, what is, yeah. what does mental state mean? What does health mean? You know, that doesn't mean anything. Here's the thing with reproductive rights, just as a term. What about fighting for reproductive rights is actually reproduction <laughs> in itself. If you're fighting no. for reproductive rights, wouldn't that make sense that you're fighting for babies to be born as in the term reproduction? No, okay, but, but no, 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 no. But see, this is where people are low IQ and they're not very smart, right? Think about yeah. it. It's, it's herd mentality. We're fighting for women's rights. We're fighting for reproductive rights. Yeah, but okay, but what are what is okay? But here's the thing: what is okay? Whenever you hear the word reproducing, what does that mean? Have a baby. No, but 
What does it really mean? Have a baby with a man. No, it means coitusing. It means sex. Yeah, have sex. It means that's literally what it is. It's a fancy way of saying the F word, I-N-G. Wait, 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 wait. Now you gave me another epiphany. <laughs> having sex, but having sex without responsibility. Well, I mean... Well, because you, you, you haven't... No, 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 because here they, they sell it like you have an out. So women can go and be promiscuous and just have sex with as many men as they want without responsibility. And hey, if you should get knocked up, well, you have a back door. Well, the thing is like this. I'm telling you now. Just, but, okay, first, reproduction, that's one word. It means to coitus. <laughs> that's what it means. That's ex Reproduction is, you know, like you said, man with the woman, whatever, you know, mating. It, that's another word. I don't know why I, that word mating just didn't pop up. Yeah, in you're my using head. all these big terms. I'm like, is that really necessary? <laughs> big. I mean, effing isn't a big term. That's, no, but that's like, I'm thinking, I don't know. Yeah, coit, mating, mating. There we go. So. Yeah, because I might go towards the F word. Because uh, that's what people do, you know, like, but when you're being cute, I guess you could say making babies. You know, like when you're on a date, you go, hey, let's go make a baby. <laughs> yeah. see what she says. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, but you don't really mean it. But, uh, but you know, whatever. Um, my point is this. First, reproduction literally means mating. M-A-T-I-N-G. Um, Kindermachen. That's in German. That, that's German. Making babies. Making children. Kindermachen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but anyway, I used to say that a lot when I was in Germany. I was like, hey, let's do some Kindermachen. What? Kindermachen. Because that's not a real word in German. I just made it up. <laughs> yeah. And then when they, when they break it down, they go, oh, and then, you know, they get offended or laugh or go, okay. Anyway, so um, rights. What do what is that word rights? You know, it could either mean like your right hand or right turn, but literally it's it's just a bunch of things that are owed to you. So whenever they say reproduction rights, it is the way you have sex is owed to you. And that has nothing to do with murder. So they package it in a weird way that murder somehow associates to having free sex or right. as you say promiscuous sex and that's the marketing that's how it's marketed yeah so you're right trying to yeah. say oh well, it's my body my rights i could do whatever i want it's like no technically no if you and this is how like legally speaking this is how these laws are flawed and every i don't know how it, i'm pretty sure this is in like the netherlands in germany I don't, I don't know about England or Australia, but I know in the Netherlands or whatever, every prostitute where prostitution is legal, these women have to register their body with the local government. And when I say register, that means they have to submit a health test to make sure they're STD free. Mm. Why? Why do they have to do that in places like where it's legal? Even when it's illegal, like in the Bay Area, if you work at a massage parlor, which is like an underground sex place, even a, though yeah, it's a brothel, that's a brothel. Well, you have to submit to a health test. Like you have to, before you get your little masseuse license, you have to turn in a, even though it's illegal, even in the underground massage parlor world, world where it's regulated, they have to submit to a health test 
like a STD, make sure nobody has AIDS or whatever. Why? It's your reproductive rights, right? Isn't reproducing, why, if it's your right, why do you have to give something to the government to show that you know how to, you know, fornicate? Mm-hmm. Because you're not mating, it's just fornicate. Like fornicating is not mate and not the same as mating. Those are two different things. Right. So prostitutes don't reproduce, right? They're not, rep- they're not doing it for reproductive rights. So the thing is, these women in the ghetto who find themselves, because look, in America, Planned Parenthood does the majority of the abortions. Mm-hmm. And almost, I don't want to say 100, but almost 100% of all abortion clinics in the United States are found in the ghetto. It's just how it goes. They don't oh. have Planned Parenthood in Beverly Hills. They don't have Planned Parenthood in any area that wasn't at one point a ghetto. Like in the Bay Area, it's really hard to call any place in the Bay Area a ghetto because you know everybody's so rich you know it's like even in the ghetto like these ghetto homes are selling for like eight hundred thousand bucks but yeah that's true it's hard to say call that a ghetto but when Planned Parenthood and its you know competition first started those areas were straight up ghetto and uh and the reason for it is because you know it's a good place to target blacks and it just, I mean, because that the, the purpose of, of abortion has always been eugenics. But anyway, but to make it more mainstream and, and, and to blueprint this around the world. And that's what Planned Parenthood did. They, the whole thing about reproductive rights was blueprinting for every other, you know, I don't want to say, uh, I don't want to curse. <laughs> I'm glad that you're watching yourself. You're getting the numb. Yeah, no, I mean, because, you know, like, I get it. N- nobody really understands, like, ghetto from, like, yeah, you know, no, like, no, when you really you think about the listeners. If you absolutely need to, what's the word you're looking for? No, nah, because it, it. it's, well, I mean, I don't want to say it because they're like, what? Fuck faces. What's that? What's a fuck face? But, but that's what they are. Like, okay. these people are just the lowest of the low. And, um, you know, like seriously, like I have, there's like, it's an anger. Like I, this stuff really, I mean, I hate to talk about abortion cause it gets me emotional, yeah. but that said, like, and when emotion, not like, Oh, I'm going to cry. No, like anger emotion. And yeah, no, I can tell you're to, uh, watching yourself right now. I can tell. Yeah, no, because it's really bad. Like you guys have no idea what it's like in the streets. You know, like, cause it's the streets are the streets, no matter where you're at in the world. Like, you know, like we used to party in the streets, like in the ghettos of Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) So, uh, no, but it's trippy because like fighters are fighters around the world. It don't matter. You know what I mean? And and everybody's going to get the same emotion. You know, when, when these people come to your neighborhood, like when Planned Parenthood comes to your neighborhood, the men, like, okay, so here, here's a quick story. I was dating some royal chick in Germany. Like, she was real royalty. And it, you know, and it was just kind of, you know, it's like the reason why uh, she, like, because I, I met her in the U.S. And mm-hmm. she was like, I don't know what it is, but like aristocrats and all of these fancy people, they love slumming. You know what I mean? And then so they love <laughs> I've so heard that term in a long time, slumming. That's a yeah. Well, that's what that's what they call it. So she met me, 
And uh, so anyway, so we went to Germany and, and so we were slamming it down in Germany. And uh, so we're up in this bar and my hair was super long and I had like these beads, like just like clear beads and it, like my hair was badass. So we walk in, me and my boy Freak, uh, we walk in to this one bar with, with this royal chick and yeah. whoever. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, so the German dudes were like, they were hella cool. They're like, because, you know, they knew we were ghetto and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, ghetto knows ghetto. You know, it's just how it works. So the dude tried to buy me a beer because that's not what we do in American ghettos. You know, <laughs> we don't, I don't try to be, because that's, you know, I don't want to say it's gay, but it's, you know, dude, you don't buy another dude a drink. That's just gay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that, where we're from. But I didn't know that that's what they do out in dumb places. You know, because it's like, hey, man, you know, we're all cool. You know, just have a beer on us. And I don't drink. So ah. when I refused the drink, you know, he took offense. And I'm thinking, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, hey, man, explain to these fuckers I don't drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, you know, because it's just, I just don't do it. And uh, so anyway, and I was hard headed at the time. And then so like the, all our German people, they were just like, oh, it's talking, da, 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 da. And it was escalating. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so at the, at the end of the story, uh, you know, I asked Freak, I said, you want to take this bar? To, <laughs> you know, just me and you take the bar. And it was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. And then when when uh the person we we're with literally started crying because she thought we were gonna start and i looked at her face i was like oh man i was like why are you crying is it because it's gonna be a fight we're all gonna go to jail and you know it's just freaking out and i'm it's like and I, she doesn't know how it's like in the streets that's the whole thing well and then so i was like all right all right all right no because like but then i you know i didn't know german culture you know i just thought this deal was kind of like funny i thought we were gay because i had long hair you know what i mean because it was my mindset too so oh, I, didn't, okay. I thought maybe that's why i was trying to buy me a drink because of my hair was so long he was you know wanting to get with me and whatever and I'm like, it's possible you know? yeah you don't know yeah i don't know i'm thinking this you know because i don't know anyway so then i and then uh, I was like, all right, if it makes you feel better, I just put my lips on the beer. I was like, you know, and then everybody cheered like, yeah, you know what I mean? I was like, ah, well, what the hell? But, it, but see, those dudes, I know for a fact, those dudes would not stand for abortions. They're going to like men like that, that do what they do. They're going to take care of their kids. Even if they don't want to, they might be abusive to their wife, but they'll take care of their kids. And that's what they do. I mean, but then by our standards, they probably like abuse the kids too. But that's my point. See, Planned Parenthood, they made the blueprint in order for like social engineering in order to have like a one world government. So if you believe that the goal of all of these Darwinists or progressives, yeah, or socialists, whatever you want to call them, the left, the extreme left, their goal is to have a one world government where uh -huh. they are in control of everything. But you need social engineering to make this happen. So the best way to do it is through organizations like Planned Parenthood. That is why they say things like reproductive rights, because they brainwashing all of these women all around the world to hate their men and to hate how men act and how men behave. 
and men all over the world are the same. I mean, the customs are different. Like, you know, we don't buy men drinks <laughs> here because that's gay. But in Germany, it's okay because it ain't gay. You know what I mean? It's that's yeah. not, you know, I mean, and not, it's just in the streets. I don't know what other guys do, you know, like in LA, like I've never been to Hollywood. So maybe in Hollywood, it's acceptable or you buy well, like, people drinks, but that's, that's not where true. I'm from. I'm starting to see the connection here with everything that you're telling me because you kind of need to simultaneously have, for lack of a better word with its original intention, population control in certain areas, right? In order to effectively uh, manipulate people and brainwash them. But at the same time, at the same time, it's not about the polarity of reproductive rights. The whole reason why they're so antagonistic towards men kind of goes back to that story you just told about these German guys. And when you said that, I, I come from a different country too, right? Where it's like countries from the far East where it's like, Hey, the, 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 the aspect of fatherhood is, is valued. It's different, but I'm kind of familiar with that. Hey, your father was meant to discipline the hell out of your out of your kid right almost (laughs) almost in a maybe a perhaps a verbally abusive way and i've seen that i've grown up with that but you best believe that my father fathers i know from that world they take care of their kids they're not these effeminate men that that are also lobbying for uh abortion right and the thing is I don't think I've ever really encountered a real man like of that type who understands what it's like to raise the kid and be with his woman or whatever, who would actually be on board with this. And if they are, and if they, if they really are, and they're not out there fighting against it, they're silent about it. They, they, they know that this is screwed up. Like I think men, real men inherently know that this is screwed up, not because of how messed up it is and with these brainwashed feminists, but when they think about reproductive rights, like what that does, especially if you start to extinguish men from the equation where they don't even have a say in their own children, in their own, like, for example, I can terminate your kid because I feel like it. You're not even going to give me a say in it. I mean, you best believe that they're not on board with this. They're not. Of course not. Because, like, I know the worst people. I mean, because, like, you know, a lot of people know people and, like, uh, you know, they're proud I got a lot of friends in high places, but I have a lot of friends in low places. <laughs> it's just the truth. Right. And, and every guy I know in the lowest of the low, you know, and, and this is the thing, like, so my perspective is always going to be a little skewed. Even those dudes take care of their kids. I mean, in a fucked up way, I mean, in a messed up way, but at least they do it. Right. You know what I mean? And then, you know, those kids are going to grow up, you know, fighting and, and not doing much. And but the thing is, you never know. You never know what a kid is going to do. That's the whole point. Like, I mean, you just don't kill a kid. And that's and that's basically what it is. Mm. Abortion, without a doubt, is murder. And they somehow, some way glorify this murder by changing it into making it all about sex they make it about hating men and nobody's ever like come on this is not even a debate i mean because it's scientific life is life if you pull a grass you know think about this if you pull grass out of the ground you literally just killed life you did Mm-hmm. that's what you did you killed oh i mean you got to get it at the roots but <laughs> but when you get the grass from the roots when you take the roots out you literally killed 
you know, life. I mean, if you just cut mow the lawn, you're not killing life. You're just getting a haircut. But, but you get what I'm saying. We are, we, you know, for some reason, it's a big deal. Like there was this cartoon called the Avatar, uh, the Airbender. Oh yeah, yeah. Last year. Wow. How do you know about this? You old as heck. Come on, I own I own the sets, and this is I, I raised my kid watching that uh, stupid show. But anyway, nice. <laughs> but even the Avatar was like, oh, I respect life so much. I don't. I can't even kill us some spider monkey, like a little spider. Yeah, bug. I wouldn't harm an ant. That kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, but then yeah, somehow, some way, those same progressives who wrote the Avatar to teach everybody how to be like wimpy. Uh, although that was a really cool show. That was, was a good a, show. Obje- it is a good show. Avatar is a great show. But it, it, the men were still weak. Like, like uh, Sokka was just, you know what I mean? Like they made him a goof and like all the chicks. And then Aang was some kind of effeminate, pow- most powerful effeminate dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the tough chick, was, you know what I mean? Like the women are all tough and which is nothing wrong with that because in something like that, that's actually very realistic because sometimes if you know all the men went to war and the only people left are women and it was a good card like that's a like that's a good good show but anyway so either way if the avatar and if they're trying to teach kids like oh respect all life how in the hell are you going to tell me that the life of a spider monkey or a spider ant or whatever you know some little insect is more valuable than human life Dude, everybody knows life begins at conception. That's not a science. It's it's science has already proven that. Yeah, yeah. Our cells are alive. Even our cells are our blood's alive. We keep our okay. So when you're selling blood, people may not know this, uh, but like for example, when you give blood to the Red Cross or whatever your local blood bank is. They sell that blood for profit. <laughs> That's what they do. They have to keep that blood alive because it's alive. Your blood is literal life. It's alive. It doesn't think, but it is alive. And you have to treat it like an entity or else it will die and it'll be no good. Right, so right. How they store it is saving life. It's, you know, mm. it's, it's not like well, a Because the, the, the cells are obviously still have, have function, right? Because if it's going to go into someone's do. body. And it's life. Like, it's alive. Life, yeah. yeah, it's, it's alive. It's alive. Like, our own, like, you know, genetic material has life in it. It thinks at, to some extent. Like, that's it's what got RNA a nucleus, is. right? Yeah. Every cell's got a nucleus with function. Yeah, and it, and it has its function. So, if we recognize that, how can you not recognize an advanced form of life? Because, obviously, blood is primitive life. What that lives within us. But advanced life, a zygote, whatever, that's advanced life. How can we say that's not alive if we treat everything else as alive Mm. and we respect the life of maggots or some kind of weird worm or some weird obscure fish that we can't eat? I don't don't respect the life of fruit flies. I kill those on sight. No, but that's the point. I mean, (laughs) no, but I guess. But the thing is, there, but people are more likely to respect a fruit fly over human life. I know. Oh, you know what I hate the most is when all these feminists complain about people like kicking dogs and killing, like, you know, a dog gets yeah. up and then they're like, they won't, they won't even express that over somebody aborting their baby. 
No, but see, but that's crazy. And they justify it. Yeah, yeah. But see, men don't, uh, I mean, some guys do like, they're like, yeah, whatever you do is what you do. And and I I know I've seen a lot of guys do that. uh, But most men, they won't. They'll just, you know, they'll even say, yeah, go get an abortion. I don't, just go get an abortion. Go do it. Yeah. Even if they don't do it, they'll still take care of the kid. I'm not kidding you. That's how it is in the streets. Like, don't even tell because, you know, nobody wants to be responsible. What do you have to say about all these feminists that say, oh, well, the man's no good. He's a deadbeat. He's not going to take care of my kid. How much, how often is that true? And how often is that? Yeah, but even if it's true, it don't matter because in the streets, it's kind of, it's, it's like true, like more often than not, you know, like the, the guys, you know, just like these moms, but that's the point. It's the ghetto because like they, what they're saying is true, but they put a spin on it because it's not an absolute truth. So it's, they take a, you know, some truth and spin it into black, not blackmailing, uh, into coercion, uh, uh, to, um, to influence the woman into getting that abortion. And if she doesn't get the abortion, then they coerce her into a lifestyle where she's going to only think about herself, her needs first before the child. And that's a problem that we have in the ghettos or whatever, because like when you have a kid, the kid always comes first. But yeah. then here's the paradox. If I'm in a boat and I got to save my wife or save my child, I'm saving my wife because I could always make another kid. You know what I mean? That's, that's just how it works. So, uh, but a lot of people go, oh, I'm going to save because this and like, nah, because you know what? You can honestly make more kids. And, uh, you know, your life partner is your life partner and you know you need that partner so but and then maybe that's just a street perspective i don't know yeah, that, that's an interesting perspective yeah but that said because here's the thing the reason why you have children is not because they're gonna have good parents see that's a myth you know like how many kids come out of uh what's that oliver twist type of stuff uh, I don't even know what to call them, orphanages or, you know, but they have a name for it. No, they yeah. don't call them orphanages. They call them something. Um, but the thing is like this. My perspective, personal pr- perspective is this. Look, this kid didn't ask to be born. So, you know, that kid's needs come first. And it might be unfair to the wife or whoever. But the thing is, that's just my personal belief. But... In reality, no. I mean, it's your, it's, it's, it's who your parents are. It's just a lot. If you got some screwed up parents, that's just how it works. Because what's that? There's a famous lady. Uh, they made a movie about her called Mommy Dearest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those kids in theory hit the lottery because their, their mom was Joan Crawford. You know what I mean? So yeah. Joan Crawford was a very wealthy woman, very famous actress. And yeah, she was abusive to those kids. Used to hit them with wire hangers like if she was ghetto. You yeah. know, and I'm thinking this is just ghetto life. But the point is this. These counselors, but they're not real counselors, at Planned Parenthood, they use the truth to make these people do what they do. Whether it's to get dependent on social services or to kill a baby. 
but they never just say outright, hey, look, you're what you're doing is murder. And it's going to leave a lot of negative consequences to you because, yeah. you know, because I heard, I didn't watch that movie, but I heard about it and I'm thinking, see, I knew it. But I guess according to that movie, they, they, I don't know how they did it or why they would want to do it, but they made a videotape or some kind of, uh, through sonogram or something, but somehow they were able to record what happened during an abortion. Yeah. And they said that fetus was running away from that, from the that needle. Vacuum. Yeah. From the vacuum. Ooh. And I'm thinking, what the F is that man? It's like, you know what I mean? Like just, just hearing about it. I was like, what the, what? That, that was the, in the movie, the pivotal moment where that clinic director had a change of heart because she saw that it was a life. Yeah. Because it's real life. I mean, you yeah. Every living being struggles to survive. I've seen it. You try to kill a bug in the water, that little thing moves around. And so it's obvious. It should be self-evident to every, if you just watch and observe life, it's self-evident that that baby is going to be doing the same thing inside the stomach. It's just, it should be self-evident to everybody. And technically it's self-evident in Asia because, you know, your birth date when you're born, you're already one years old. Yeah, that's country. right. I'm glad you, you caught on that. Yeah, you no, know, but it's the truth. So it's like, if it's self-evident, how is it not self-evident here? Well, it's through because that's the whole point. I'm telling you now, it takes a special person to kill somebody. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah. You know, like it was easy for me to be a nurse and work emergencies because, you know, I'm used to it. I seen oh. it, so I'm desensitized to a lot of things. I'm desensitized to way too many things. Okay. And, uh, and because of that, I could be around death. But it's not normal. I'm not normal. People shouldn't be raised like me. They shouldn't. Because then, you know, like, I hate to say it, but I will never probably believe in God ever. Why? Because of what I've seen. Nobody should see things like this. Nobody. Hmm. And, but at the same time, that's why I'm against dudes like Eddie Bravo. I'm against dudes like anybody advocating these professional fights. I'm against all that. Um, because why? It's not, that's not what fighting's for. Like in, in reality, like this whole thing with abortions opens up all of these other avenues where killing is okay. Or being in prison is okay. Having no education is okay. I mean, because here's the thing. Education isn't to make money. It's just, you're just supposed to learn some stuff. You know, that's that you're supposed to have this knowledge. For whatever reasons, in Genesis, it literally says you have to have this knowledge and pass it on. But we don't pass on this knowledge. We don't. This technical stuff that's all in the Bible, nobody knows it. Nobody. In mm -hmm. fact, we teach people how to not engage in this technology that's been passed down to us. I'm not kidding you. The whole, I mean, here's the thing, abortion. That's a technology that teaches us not to, I mean, because I'm telling you now, we, we said this yesterday. I believe that our children, I mean, there's no, like, there's no scientific fact other than history will show us that our children will always be better than us. Right. Like if you look at the mile, the five minute mile was a milestone that nobody thought at that time was ever going to be broken. When it did, oh, four minute mile never will happen. But then we have dudes running three something 
unthinkable way back in the day. Unthinkable, but why is that possible? Because according to the Bible, you have to have kids and pass the knowledge and they will gain more knowledge on top of the knowledge that you have and then you'll be closer to him, to God. But what that means is you'll be able to do more things that he was able to do because mm -hmm. that's what he, like, there's this, it's a manual. I'm telling you now, I just, I don't think the Bible is a religious or spiritual text. I mean, I don't know about the New Testament, but the Old Testament is nothing but tact. That's all it is. So anyway, well, we have all of these things. Yeah. Modern tact that goes away from that, like abortions, like fighting like the way MMA fighters fight. Cause here's the thing, you know, how do they market MMA dudes? Like there's a guy named Cain Velasquez. He fights out of San Jose. I don't know him personally, but I know the dude that I know the people from his gym personally. And here's this saying like, and I know these and they know who I am. So, and they know what I can do. So my point is saying is this is, at the time when MMA was really young, we could beat down those dudes that were training out of, you know, Cain Velasquez thing. Yeah. Without, without trouble. Like there was this one dude, big old dude, six, four, he outweighed me by 80 something pounds or something like that. And I remember, uh, one of these cap, cause I, you know, I'm pretty good friends with, um, with, uh, this like, the, one of the world's best capoeira masters. He's the only dude like I was ever afraid of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think I told you that before. But, you know, so one of his dudes told this other guy, like a, a really good fighter, uh, trained, you know, really good, whatever, outweighed me by 80-something pounds. And, 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 uh, and this guy, he felt my power before. And that's why, cause, and everybody tripped out because uh, they were like, there's no way, you know, the professor could, could, generate because he's so small and um anyway so he tricked this guy into fighting me once mm -hmm. and you know i put him to sleep in, in seconds and started banging his head against the the bar uh shelf and, and and within seconds so the thing is like this all of these guys in today's mma whether it's joe rogan or eddie bravo they're always talking crazy like oh yeah this is the baddest man on the planet they celebrate these dudes Right, you know? but he, and I want to add to that because something that an, an, a real street person told me was that all these people that celebrate these MMA guys and they fight in cage fights and all that, this guy was a, a like a Malaysian Thai gangster type kid, right, who actually was like you, fought on the streets, and he says that it doesn't matter. These guys have never been in a real fight. They think they are fighting because it's trained, right? Because it's like yeah. practice your kicks in MMA. But he says when you're on the street, nothing prepares you for a real fight. Where it's like, what are the rules, man? You can't bite. You can't. It's like it don't matter. It's the streets. Well, no, but it's funny because <laughs> another thing I want to add is that's what makes people like Mike Tyson who he is. Because he originally he wasn't trained to be a boxer. He had to fight to survive, right? Yeah. So so he he learn to survive as a kid so you turn that into a boxer <laughs> and that's why mike tyson is mike tyson it's yeah, not because well, he's any more special it's because it's coming from a place of survival well had to but, fight but, to but that's true but see but here's the thing about that malaysian dude see because here's the thing but but well because he's right and wrong because this is the truth 
all these trained fighters, they know how to fight without rules. They do. You know, a lot of them don't. And I'll give an example like, okay, so um, I hate to say names, but, but okay, so, so that guy, um, the guy, uh, his name was Mike. So Mike, okay, so Latif, like one of his really good friends was Mike. Mike's also really good at Capoeira. So when Mike told that other dude, because I got to get the story straight, so that's why I'm saying names. But so when Mike told that other dude who was like a, some kind of like advanced black belt master dude. So when he fought me, he fought me dirty. So he, you know, it's not like it was a, a, like one of those smoker fights. It was like a real street type of fight. But his mistake was, <laughs> dude, he grabbed my dick. You know what I mean? So, you know, and I'm thinking, dude, you grab him. And in my mind, I'm thinking, he's fucking grabbing my dick. And I'm thinking, see, that's how stupid these people are because, you know, when they fight dirty, they don't know how. So they're trying to grab the balls. But, you know, come on. Like in his case, he grabbed a handful of dick. And that wasn't going to help him. You know, even if he was to grab my balls, it ain't going to help him. Because, you know, I, can pu- I put him down in seconds. Like the fight didn't last more than 10, 15 seconds. And, uh, you know, so he's grabbing my dick and I'm thinking, but that's super, but that's like that Malaysian dude, he's wrong because they know, like, trust me, these dudes, they know how to fight without rules. But the thing is they fight in a cage or, or they fight. Cause this is the trouble with, with fighting, you know, in, at a school, everything is calculated. It's not like if you're going to fight somebody either better than you and they take advantage. Cause that happens in gyms a lot. It really yeah. does. Like when you're fighting in a gym, the big, you know, the guys that have been there for years, they beat the fuck out of the guys who are just starting out and they don't learn anything. They just learn to be angry. And that's my point. See, the point mm-hmm. is this. I'm, These yeah, I've seen that. are yeah. teaching people to be pissed off, angry dudes. So look, I guarantee you, about half of the people, and I never met any Bravo. I don't know who he is. And I've never been to 10th Planet or whatever. I don't know anything about them. But I know the mentality. These dudes beat the crap out of these dudes out of these gyms. because, And they teach them nothing. They literally teach them nothing. See, now, like, everybody grew up loving Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee was like a philosopher. And he and that's why, advocated for not fighting so much. Yeah, because it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. That's how you fight. You don't, you know, you walk away. Like I could beat down almost everybody I walk into and I will not fight somebody. I just won't. I just walk. I'll even run. Like if, if mm-hmm. you know, something's, ha- the only time I fight is at the bar because, you know, that's my place. And, you know, I don't want lying, but I'm not going to run from that. But. But other than that, because everybody goes, dude, you're lying. You fight all the time. No, 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 no. When I'm running clubs or doing something at the bar, that's different. That's, I have to. But outside of that, I will run like a coward. I don't care. I'm fast. No one's going to catch me. You know what I mean? I don't care. I just, I'm not going to fight. So, but they don't teach that at these schools. Hmm. They don't. They, they're, and then look, these dudes, they're getting the butts kicked day in day out so when they hit the streets they mad dog everybody like like those diaz brothers i like them i respect them but come on you know what i mean but then they're ghetto so i oh, did i have to love them but but you know what i mean but but you know they go stockton mother come on who, who, what teacher taught them that you know what i mean you can't be walking around like that just beating people for no reason but then again they're hood so that's what they're taught but that's my point all of these organizations 
teach all these people and this is why I blame Christians because the Christianity was doing their job. We would have a lot of badass mothers, just like how they do in the Shaolin temples. I'm telling you now, we don't know who the baddest people on the planet are because they're never going to fight you. But I would, you know, and I'm not saying it's a myth, but dude, I've seen those Shaolin people perform. Yeah. Dude, come on. They're on one finger balancing on one finger. You know what I mean? I mean, you know how much strength you have to do something like that? Can you imagine getting hit with a guy who could carry, like, you know. Like I mean, the one punch man in that cartoon. Yeah, well, check this out. Think about it. Yeah. If you're about 170 and you're on one finger, can you imagine that on one finger you can carry 170 Yeah, pounds? that's a lot of weight delivery on target. <laughs> that's insane. That's and like I'm a car hitting you. With five fingers. You know what I mean? That's almost half a ton. Well, yeah, 170 times five, yeah, like 850 pounds. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, dude, come on. That's, dude, he's breaking bones. Like, my boy, you know, he was on, like, he was on this TV show about having, like, the, that's why, because I knew it too. And I seen him fight. I was like, holy crap, this dude, he generates power, even though he was small. But, you know, his kick, you know, scientifically, if you break it down, his kick would have been like the world's strongest kick or something like that. Even bigger than, than like there was a guy, I don't know, his, his, I forgot his, but he's a famous dude. He's a very famous fighter with the European, Eastern European name. But he had that kind of power like him. Like there's certain guys you just know not to mess with because <laughs> you can tell they got power. And even though I know I got power, but I'm afraid of other, you know, I don't want to get a broken bone or nothing like that. Even though I've been hit and nothing's ever happened, but, oh, I know there's certain dudes that just <laughs> generate power. Yeah. But anyway, but the point is, is back to this death culture. See, all of these dudes, whoever they are, they are celebrating this whole death culture. It is not and easy. Anger and nobody. anger as well. Yeah, because you got to be angry to kill. It's the easiest way to kill somebody is through anger. It's really hard to calculate the death of somebody. It is. It's like, you know, you really are messed up in the head if you can honestly go like, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. Like the way Ted Bundy did it or whoever, all these weirdos do it. Dude, that takes a very, very special person. But, yeah. but if you could train everybody how to kill through anger or despair or desperation, yeah, guess what? It ain't really murder. It's not really killing, but it is. When you do it and then you start thinking about how this dude's dead, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Like, cause dude, like everybody's been close to death. Well, I'm assuming everybody's been close to death, but when everybody's close to death, you really, you know, you appreciate life. Like all these dudes jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge and watch that video. Uh, it's a documentary called The Bridge. It's eye-opening. And, uh, and I, I watch it. Yeah, yeah. You have to watch it. It's it's insane. It's about that Golden Gate Bridge survivor that survived, right? Jumping off. Oh, no, no, not just him. No, no, no. They recorded the entire uh, Golden Gate Bridge for a year, and they caught like fifty-two suicides that year. <laughs> and uh, no, Damn. just it's dramatic. That's, but that's, it, uh, I don't even know if I want to watch that. That's but crazy. They, they talked. You know that guy you mentioned. He, that's where he got famous from from that movie because some kind of seal saved him. You know, like, uh, dude, like some seal kept them up afloat. Man. A seal, that's awesome. Yeah, no, but it was a weird thing. It's like, man, see, because life... Man, another episode we got to get into is incredible. Like, you talk about life, right? Life also looks out for life. 
And I mean, yeah. wildlife may even look out for you. You know, I've heard insane stories of like sometimes a bear will protect a baby or like, un- you yeah. know, don't mess with bears, but like, you know what I mean? Like, truly benevolent animals that you're not messing with you're not trying to take their cubs you're not trying to shoot them you're not trying to do that you hear these crazy stories where it's like did that dog or that wolf like take care of that kid like just for a night or something like yeah, no but the you know thing I mean? is, that like, happens a lot it that happens really we gotta talk about that it's interesting right yeah no it All is animals in god's green earth as long as you're not messing with them truly it's almost like they can smell it it's like ah there's no threat to you you know, yeah, see, like it, I always trip out on that. Like, but I, that it, trips me out because we're we're. It's like you know, you see all these stories where it's like, man, like a, a humpback whale protecting divers from a great white shark. It, it's like what, <laughs> what? Like think of like, no, just think about that for a second, right? Or or it wasn't a great white shark. It was barracudas. Great white sharks don't always attack divers on demand. But yeah, no, that, they, that, that's irrelevant. One thing I wanted to people. take it back to was. Uh, about abortion and death and all that, right? What drives me nuts is like I, I had a friend of mine whose mom is like a a, a delivery nurse, a, a, like an actual like a, a delivery nurse. You know, obviously, he works with a lot of women. You know, in the final stages before they give birth, where they're in the hospital, you know, taking care of them and all that kind of stuff. And and, and it's like I hear her stories, right? Where it was like it's a truly emotional time, right? Not because yeah. of, no, no, because one thing that I need to get across is I don't think enough women who work in that world realize that like for a woman who's about to give birth, right? It's oftentimes the most emotional, perhaps even painful experience. Like we as men just can observe from behind a window or in the room. But like, dude, that, that we, we, we don't know what that's like. Like think about the aspect of giving birth for a second, right? Now, like, now think of two things here. Think of number one, going through that pain and the baby being born. And think about another thing where you deliver a lifeless baby, which sometimes happens with abortions or with miscarriages or, or whatnot, right? Stillborn babies. Yeah. And either way you go about it, it's an emotional experience, whether it gives you the greatest joy in the world delivering a baby or in some cases with abortions where they kill the baby in the womb, the, the woman still has to deliver a lifeless baby. And the thing is, they just don't let you see it because it's, it's going to screw you up in the head. So it goes back to that type of person you were talking about. But here's the thing that's messed up. This person's mom that I know, right, is a staunch feminist. And when I say a staunch feminist, I mean like a Hillary person through and through. What I don't understand are women who are in that field, right? They're delivery nurses. They're delivery yeah. nurses, yet they are crazy advocates for abortion and all that. That's where it's messed up. Because I can understand the masses. I can understand women who don't really know. Like, you, you don't show them that video where it's like, hey, this is how an abortion really looks like, right? And then they have a change of heart, even a slight one. I'm talking about the ones that are like, delivery nurses, right? And they're just like, yeah, abortion. No, well, like, I'll, t- I'll, I'll give you some up. really bad news. And yeah, I don't, D, the DCCC is basically an organization that controls all the money in the Democrat party. Okay. So, and it tells you, and, and it's like a group of people and they say, we're going to fund this, we're going to fund that, we're going to fund this. So, believe it or not, one of the ladies on the DCCC is an, is a real abortion doctor. I mean, and that's, and that's why. So if you think about this, a real abortion doctor 
I mean, she campaigned on this. The very first sentence is, I'm an abortionist doctor at Kaiser Permanente. Da, 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 da. I understand all these things. And she won with no political experience or anything. Her only claim to fame is being an abortionist doctor. <laughs> so think about that. That is right as you said that I heard a baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's messed up, man. <laughs> I know. Coincidence. But anyway, but uh, no, but it's the truth. Think about that. If that is the people controlling the money for the Liberal Party, a real murder. Come on now. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Why do you think these people are so good at coercion? Why do you think these people are so good at social engineering? Because these are their leaders. So and here's takes, my point. It takes a special type of person to even. Yeah, and, and they're the ones doing the branding, doing the marketing. And that's what happens. This woman honestly believes she is better than everybody else. Why? Well, one. You can kill you know, without thinking. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's how. That, that's how we know. But the why is it goes back to progressivism. And one, she's from India. So I, I, I you yeah. Know. And you know, the, the chairwoman of, of Planned Parenthood now is like some Asian doctor. It's like some Asian lady. Like yeah. the president of Planned Parenthood right now is some Chinese woman. And we got to get into that too, because something that needs to be talked about is you know how Asians are giving up their rights? They're also giving up their values in that in Asian communities and select communities, especially for uh, career women, they perform mm. a lot of abortions too. Now, it's not unique to all, but that's a big thing that's also happening where Asian American women are slowly going that direction like black women. I'm just going to say it honestly, right? We're next on the chopping block. And Asian American women who are very, very independent, career oriented are also going in that direction where they have... Lots but remember questions. why. Yeah, the yeah. why is always the same because you guys aren't Christian anymore or are going away from it. I'm telling you now. Yeah, we're leaving our conservative roots. I know. Yeah, no, but it, it's the truth. I, I'm telling you now, there is a correlation and it has to be able to, I mean, I can't prove it yet, but I'm telling you now, the correlation is insane. But, but okay, so... This, this actually was my point before you started speaking again. The point is this. The progressives have their leaders. Mm -hmm. Like at the DCCC, it's the abortion doctor. Right. She is the leader doling out the money to this candidate, that candidate, this goal, that goal. So who are the leaders of the right, the conservatives? Come on, who? Who are they? I can guarantee you they're not the ones putting little fish symbols at the garbage can so people could eat on the streets. <laughs> it's not them. Yeah. Not them. And that's the point. Without leaders, these guys are going to keep advancing because their leaders are well-educated. They have a lot of experience. And like, seriously, this lady kills. That's what she does for a living. She don't care. She is a callous, callous, calculating person. She's deliberate. Where are all the deliberate Christians who can counter that? And there aren't any because none of them are deliberate. Well, See, there are, there are, but they don't get the platform. Yeah, but the thing is, you can get the platform. But this lady, you guys, nobody knows who this woman is because I'm not saying her name. But you could just look it up, DCCC, you know, San Francisco. You'll find out. You, people could figure it out. But the thing is like this. She has a platform. 
she was deliberate and made her platform. There are no Christian people who are deliberate in that way without, see, because most, well, the Christians I know, I'm not talking about you, but, you know, have excluding you, every other Christian I know, well, maybe two others, but they don't have the smarts like you. Because, you know, the Christians I know are from the streets and, and they don't have the same opportunities like you. <laughs> so, but anyway, but the Christians I know who have an education and, and honest to God opportunities, they're not like the people on the left. They're not deliberate. See, this lady, the one from the DCCC, the abortion doctor, she is deliberate in her actions. That is why she can kill. See, these fighters... The good ones, they can kill because they are deliberate. They deliberately go looking for fights like the Diaz brothers in Stockton. Why are they always in trouble in and out? Because they deliberately look out for fights. For whatever reasons, people are deliberate with the suicidal behavior that mm -hmm. we see in every progressive ruled area. Without exception, you know, uh, Wherever progressive is, I don't care what city, what country, it's the same. They celebrate this suicidal behavior and they're deliberate with their actions. So where's the counter to this? Where is the balance? As the avatar would say, oh, I got to keep balance. There ain't nobody keeping balance because Christian people are very weak in their leadership. It's just how there's no deliberate. Uh, they, they're too worried about looking good. Oh, I can't say this is wrong because I don't want to be judgmental. That's true. No, you're not wrong about to be you're, judging, you're, nigga. That's why you're there. You're not wrong. That's a true thing, you know. Because that's, that's the whole thing. It's just like saying those are kind words. It's not kind words. It's a fact. Facts are not kind. Facts are not good. They're not bad. It's just a fact. They're neutral. And right. Christians need to get that through their head because they're so worried about judging. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love judging. <laughs> but but they're so worried about judging, they take no action. That's deliberate. That's really helpful. Yeah, I see what you're saying because, like, even if a Christian came out and was truly deliberate, right, and and was uh, as you would describe somebody who is versed in it, think about it. They would be actively informed and campaigning against things that are so-called unnatural, even if it's transgenderism or homosexual behavior. But we all know a lot of Christians now are kind of just, all right, they're whatever about homosexual behavior. So, you know. Well, here's my thing. Uh, you know, yeah, because I got so many friends who are gay or bisexual, whatever. You know, they don't care. <laughs> they really don't care. But the thing is like this. The same way I tell a smoker, stop smoking or drunk, hey, man, you got to cool it. It's the same thing with this butt sex thing. I just tell him, hey, look, don't do it. It's just, you know, you got to do something else. You know, whatever it is, just do something else, anything else. Because we get into these debates all the time. Because uh, somebody goes, yeah, but you think it's just gross thing with poop everywhere. Of course, if you think like that, it's like, yeah, but because somebody told me, he's like, yeah, you know, I do animas. And I said, come on, if you got to do all that crap, just say no. Just say no. <laughs> you know, but... But the thing is, I do it because 
for selfish reasons because I don't want to get germs and you know what I mean. Like I hate when sure, people sneeze sure. and not for like, because it's anything morale or any or anything like. No, 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 that. no. Sir, it's just all <laughs> self-serving. No, sir. Yeah, like, yeah. This lady was smoking like outside, like you know she must have been like a hundred feet away from me. I could still smell it, and then we're outdoors, and my nose is still fucked up over it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. man. So. You know, it's for me, it's just self-serving. I just hate to touch things because, you know, I, I don't know if there's VRE, you know, uh, on these bus seats or the stairs or whatever, you know, it, it's, it's just gross. And it's because people play in their butts and it's going to get me sick. I don't want to get MRSA. I don't want none of that stuff. I didn't ask for it, but you oh, know, yeah. but, but then, yeah. but then because I'm, doing it for selfish reasons, I'm not a good leader. But that's why I leave it all to the Christian people. Why? Because that's their get down. Your get down as a Christian is to be helpful, is to help the weak. Not my get down. I'm selfish. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, but it's the truth. Like, I only think about myself. And then, you know, whatever makes me, because, you know, it's just a reality. Look, I don't have, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. So I got to be, do something. So my vices are, women and being selfish. That's, that's what I do. And, uh, you know, so, and I'm not a leader. I don't want to be a leader, you know, cause yeah, again, yeah. I'm too selfish. Of course. Of course. But As Christian people need to lead, lead us out of this death thought out of this abortion stuff. Because look, that movie, I don't care. It's ineffective because yeah. why? Because it doesn't, you know, look, it's gross. It's like watching a monster movie. It's a horror movie. We watched it fine, but there's no leadership. I mean, I, I never, no, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And that's what we're praying for. You know, that's what we're working towards. I agree. I agree that more Christians need to hear this and actually take action and stand up for what's right. You are also correct in the whole, like, I think like, you know, gosh, cause unfortunately you don't come across many Christians that are like, I hate saying this, but are as educated as some of these progressives, you know, and, and as far as like <laughs> well, how, how capable they are. None. But, I mean, it's the truth. They're not educated about that, but that's what we got to fight for. You know, on the last note here to wrap this up, are, do you, I have a question for you. You know, do you think that in, in itself, abortion is just more about ultimate selfishness, right? Kind of like suicide, because you mentioned something. We talk about death culture, right? But think about this for a second. Suicide, in a strange way, is the most selfish thing you could do, in a way. So, yep. No, it the last, is. The last final thought I want to poise to you, because it's going to be a good way to wrap it up, is abortions, right? Suicidal behavior because of progressivism. Is it the ultimate form of selfishness that is second to suicide? Of course. No, seriously. And, and yeah. there's, cause, Oh God, I remember this. Uh, cause you know, part of my job used to, you know, cause yeah. Anyway, I don't <laughs> want to get into it, but so there was this dude, he killed himself in front of the, um, you know, he used a train. Cause dude, there's two things in the Bay area that, that a lot of people do to kill themselves, jump the bridge off the, bridge the train, right? And get in front of Caltrain. Not, oh, they don't man. go in front of like BART or Amtrak. They use the, on the peninsula, they, they use Caltrain for whatever reasons. And, uh, oh God, I remember that dude, the, you know, talking to the conductor and he, and he was shooken up, man, because he, he witnessed it. He saw it. 
You know what I mean? He saw the dude get splat. And, uh, oh, man, it just messed with his head. And, and you know what I mean? It's like, come on, why do you do that to somebody? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. You know, if you're going to kill yourself, at least do it in private. So the only people really affected are the guys who do it for a living, you know, cleaning up the body. And, um, but, yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's extremely selfish, you know, to commit suicide. It's, come on, you got to think about, you know, like my boy, like my very best friend at the time killed himself right there in his room. Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't think about his mom who had to clean it up and, and just, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, can you yeah, imagine that? Cleaning up all yeah. that blood, getting shot in the chest, shot yeah. himself in the chest. And uh, it, it's, come on. That's, yeah, I know. It's messed that. up. It's making me depressed thinking about it. I got to take calls later. And I'm just like, man, this thing is going to get me for a while. Dude, imagine the poop and all this other oh, and all kinds of stuff that goes along with it that people don't know. But anyway, but that's the thing. It's like, there is nobody. See, because the whole thing with abortion is more than just reproductive rights has nothing to do with it. Because remember what we said in the beginning, reproductive rights is about fornicating. Right. Are we stopping you from fornicating or mating? Because they're not even mating. They're just fornicating for fun. It's called, we used to call it uh, sport fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So there's this thing about sport fucking that creates, and that's the other thing too. Because I mean, then, I, like I said, I said this on a previous episode, but dude, I sound like George Carlin now, like, you know, like the, the people he was making fun out of. But it's the truth. They control you through sex. And if they control how you have sex, they're going to control every aspect of your life. So, you know, in reality, you should be older when you have sex or do what Ben Shapiro did and just only have sex with your wife, you know, because you ain't missing nothing. And there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with getting down with your wife and having, because you know what I mean? It's like, if the only sexual experience you have with your wife there's nothing wrong with that. And you can do so much more with your life than, than, cause you know, like, here's the thing. I made tons of money. I lost tons of money and it, you know, life shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like a big giant roller coaster where you're super high going super fast and then you hit super lows. It shouldn't be that way. You know, if you should be, you know, like the way it is in that our town, there's a book called our town. It's a good book. It's a, it's, a, it's a short story, actually. And it's actually pretty good. It's about these kids who, uh, you know, one kid wants to go to the big city with this big, exciting life. And the other person was like, you know, what's so big about it? I don't get it. I went there. It was horrible. Right. And, um, I don't know. It was, it's a weird thing, but it's the truth. It, it's, yeah. There's always that big thing. There's that allure of all the fun that is promised in the big cities. And then there's like a boring life. Like for whatever reason, it's considered to be boring being like just with one man and raising your kids. It's boring. No. And I think that that's, that's a way to kind of to tap it there. You want to know the funny thing though, as far as this is concerned with behavior and death culture and all that American made and paid the most downloaded episode, the most listened to episode, this is going to blow your mind, uh -huh. is the episode that we did that was titled America's Death and Suicide Culture. That is the oh, wow. most popular one. So clearly it's a thing that is, I think it's inherent in a lot of people. And God, I think that's progressive. No, but we, <laughs> we, we, I think, discovered that on the show. We coined that. Progressivism is suicide culture. It's death yeah. culture. So 
it's true. I mean, look at it, right? But uh, we're going to stop it right there, folks. I mean, thank you so much for listening to American Made and Paid. Hopefully, we didn't make you too depressed or down talking about this stuff, but it needs to be talked about. It does need to be vetted and discussed in thorough detail. Hope you guys are having a great day wherever you are, whoever you may be. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you all soon. Take care.